When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. Andrew Gunling is such a psychopath. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Just horse. You're right, it was Nam. I gotta give a closer look to Peter's region. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Andrew Gunling. You couldn't possibly understand the hurt. That's right, Andrew Gunling here on ENN tonight in for Peter Rosenberg, who will be back tomorrow. With Don and Dan. And we start Ray out Rowe. this ENN tonight by saying hello to Michael. Remarkably okay. And let's say hello to Don. Getting the jammies on, that's a big thing. Another hello to Don. Pants are on, so things can still happen. A hello to Dan. They ain't winning. <laughs> they ain't winning. <laughs> they ain't winning. How did I know that one was being brought back? And uh, Anthony actually has here a hello to myself. I have a whole document. There you have it. Nice. Uh, all right, we starting in tonight. Baseball regular season. It's wrapping up as we speak. Um, Yankees and Rangers. It's four two right now. Top seven. Rangers in the lead. No judge in the lineup. Getting a day off after doing this yesterday. High fly ball. Deep left. Who can have a problem with that call? Except haters. Fine call. Tremendous call. Wonder where I'm just, look, I'm just glad it's over. I really am. I, I voiced my opinions. I'm just so glad the whole thing is over with. And now we could get on to real baseball. Well, we're right on the doorstep of it uh, as the postseason starts on Friday. Um, before we get to that, Mets and Nationals, they are just starting right now. They uh, just wrapped up a two-hour rain delay. Uh, no Jeff McNeil in the lineup. Why is that noteworthy? Because, well, it, it it came in very tight between him and Freddie Freeman for who was going to take the NL batting title. When the game started, Freeman had to go four for four to catch McNeil. Um, he's now two for three. And with that, McNeil's stats have been, or Freeman's stats have been updated. If he goes five for six now, he could catch McNeil. Doesn't no. seem likely. No. So he has to have three, like, three consecutive at-bats with hits to close out the day. That's right. Now, Buck gave McNeil a hug. Now, I assume that was because he felt like, all right, you got it. He's not going to go 4-4. Four four. But that game is 4-1 Dodgers in the bottom of the sixth. What if the Rockies catch up and that game goes extra innings and he goes like 5-6? for six? I think it would be baseball malpractice for Dave Roberts to no no and, and and can we talk about something too which we haven't even brought up yet today guys about judge last night why in God's name did judge get a second at bat in that game what if God forbid he has happened to him what happened to Starling Marte and he gets hit by a pitch up on the hands breaks his finger and he's lost for the rest of the season why did judge get a second a b in that game 
The only thing I can think of is just to see if he had a shot at just 63. But why? I, I know. And listen, we used to we like to use malfeasance on this show. Why? Okay? Malpractice just seems too sterile. <laughs> Spe- um, you know what? Then show me something. Spell malfeasance. <laughs> no, I, I, believe me, I, I, I couldn't even spell. Uh, I, I can't even give you a, a country of origin, uh, use it in a sentence. I don't even know if I could do that for I you. But if it I didn't, sounds want, like if a I didn't see the movie spell. Fargo, I wouldn't know the word existed. All right. Is that an F or a PH when you spell malfeasance? <laughs> it's, 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 I think it's, it's an a F. Great question. Pretty sure it's, it's an, an F. F. Yeah, I think it's an I think F. So, yeah. But malpractice, I'm not even sure I can give you a malpractice. No, but do you agree, though? I mean, like, why are these, I mean, for these silly, I mean, Judge set the record he should have been out of the game. Freeman, I mean, same thing to him. What if he gets hit by a pitch inadvertently? You got some scrub pitcher on the Rockies who's trying to make an impression for next year. He lets one get away from him, and then Freeman can't play the rest of October. Listen, I can't argue with you, Andrew. It's it's the right call, but I I don't know what went into it. The judge want another at bat. That they feel like let's give him a crack at sixty three, and then we'll sit him down. I don't know. Everything you're saying makes sense. So I don't know. Do you know Andrew? What? Why they would be allowing him to yeah. have that extra at bat? No. I, look, it's kind of in my nature. I sort of I want to fight you on it, but yeah, you know what? You're pretty much right. I, look, we have Aaron Boone on tomorrow. We'll ask him if he's close to taking him out. I, I'm, kind of, I'm curious now. Uh, by the way, with today being the final day of the regular season, two players, only two players in all of baseball wound up playing all 162 games this season, both on the Braves, Matt Olson and Dansby Swanson. That's it. That's the list of guys who played every day this year. So. Dan deserves credit for this. He asked me this question. I'll ask you, Andrew. Okay. Who's better, Swanson or Lindor? Oh, God. <laughs> Andrew, answer already. Andrew, don't even think about it, Andrew. <laughs> Is it Swanson? Oh, Is- please. <laughs> <laughs> you let the guy answer. I'm you scared can't. now. It took too like long. Donnie well, took too long. I know, but but he doesn't know which way you're leaning. I like, don't. So. I, to me, it's I don't know that I feel it's as clear cut as whatever it is you're implying. Well, Dan's, I'll, I'll say it this way. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I have to be careful of how I choose my words. Okay, Dansby Swanson's spikes have more of a clutch quotient to them. Than Francisco Lindor does in his entire makeup. So you would trade if they were offered one for one right now in a, in a straight up deal. You'd make the trade instantly. Andrew, I'll say this: If I'm Dansby <laughs> Swanson, okay, Dansby Swanson is a free agent at the end of the season. Uh-huh. I am instructing my agent. I would have t- I would have called them over the weekend while they were beating up on the Mets, and I would have said the following. You see the shortstop in the other dugout? He's getting $340 million. I better get a dollar more than him because I'm better than he is. It's so interesting to me where you're at with the Mets right now going into the post. Like, I get it after Don, that Brave series. No, but, but, but here's the thing about Dan, all right? Dan's a Mets fan. But he's, you know who he's a bigger fan of? The truth and his opinion and how he feels. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be swayed. Oh, everybody wearing Met pinstripes is better than everybody else. He has an opinion. He's a pro. And Lindor's had a good year. I, I mean, like, last year he was an easy target. This year he's had a 100 RBI season. He's played almost every day. He's been a good Met. He's been but very – I think he's been very good this year. By the way, my, my, gut, my gut was to say Swanson, but the way you were talking <laughs> yeah, about it, it, it gave me – Yeah, it, it, it shook me. 
It was unfair is what it was. Because it should have been before Don even could finish the it's, sentence, the word Swanson Yeah, but you know what? You were, you were practicing intimidation radio. That's what you were doing. <laughs> no, that was an intimidation radio. Yes, it was. Just it was. I feel strongly behind a particular I, topic. Yeah, but and you by the way. The guy, you ask, no, but it's, it's fine to feel strong about something. Let the guy answer. Swanson was a number one, a former number one overall pick yeah. by Arizona who was thought to be a quote-unquote bust. And he has certainly kicked it into high gear now. Championship player. Possibly on his way to a second one and a big payday. Braves, I'd be shocked because, you know, the Braves have, like, all these 10 great young players all under contract for the next, like, 50 years. Mm. I really would be surprised if they could retain Swanson. He might be out of their price range. Mm. Wow. Well, we'll have to wait and see. should be interesting. Uh, by, speaking of the Mets, the, the schedule is out for the postseason. All games at City Field. Friday at 8.07, Saturday at 7, uh, 7.37, and if necessary, Sunday at 7.37. Mike Puma tweeted earlier today, the Mets' third wild card game, if needed, would be moved to 4 p.m. on Sunday if the Tampa Bay-Cleveland series ends in two games. So I'm sorry, your, uh, was that aggressive, by the way? Like, I'm just thinking about it now. Was <laughs> that a little aggressive? You bullied me. It, uh, Andrew, I wasn't trying to bully you. Maybe, An- Anthony, i got to hear a replay. You're, a, you're a Swanson oh. bully. Well, because he had his opinion, but then he's trying to read you and thinking you're a Met fan. Like you, when you make something that obvious, you can't you can't get it wrong, right? Because then it becomes you're not just wrong; you're embarrassingly right. you, wrong. You dove into his head like the deep end of the pool. Like you were Andrew just, and I are friends, and no, I, I just wanted him I know, to answer correctly. That's it's all. intimidation radio. <laughs> it's not. Wait, wait a second. Did you just create a new genre yes, of I radio? Did. I never heard of, what do you, like, kids in college, what do you want to do with your career? I want to do intimidation radio. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, guys. A lot being made of Aaron Judge's home run last night. We played it for you just a few minutes ago. But regarding the ball, uh, so Bob Nightingale tweeted yesterday, the man who caught the historic Aaron Judge baseball, Corey Eumanns, doesn't exactly need the money. He's a vice president at Fisher Investments, which manages $197 billion worldwide. Wow. Now, we don't know what the ball's worth will actually be, but I suppose $2 million is the starting point. I'm reading this here from the New York Post. Uh, J.P. Cohen, president of Memory Lane Auctions in Tustin, California, previously said he'd, quote, immediately pay $2 million for the 60-second home run ball and loan it for display at Yankee Stadium. Cohen told the Post on Wednesday that his $2 million offer stands, and he's trying to get in touch with the fan who caught the ball, Corey Humans. So mm. we wondered what it would be, how big of a deal is it. The starting point is $2 million. That feels pretty big to me. No relation, by the way, to former pitcher Floyd Yeomans. Right. No, it's spelled differently. And pronounced Drafted differently. by the Mets, and, by the way. And not affiliated with the human fund <laughs> from Seinfeld. Uh, let's see, guys. A few. Um, I, I just, it seems a little high to me. Like too much. And, and also, be, be on display at Yankees. I, I, I just, I don't know. It's like, how would it be displayed? Like in their lobby? I don't like, know. You're not going to put it in a concourse where like it could get stolen, knocked over, beer spilled, you know, on the on the glass. Like I, I would think it would be somewhere. I don't, I don't know where would you put it in the um, Monument Park? Yeah, maybe. maybe. But let's say you let let's say you had two million dollars to just throw out the window for a baseball. Like, what do you do with it? You invite people over to your house and you impress your friends and say, "Hey, you know what that baseball is? Well, why do you have that's." Anything? You know, you know what I'm saying? And if somebody, if I was that guy or if, like, somebody invited me over and said, this is the Aaron Judge baseball, I'd say, oh, yeah, really? Prove it. Like, how do we know it's real? Well, the balls, they immediately authenticate it. Now, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what that means. It's but just words. But I understand what you're saying, but why anything? Like, I, yeah, I've, well, like, I've got cares? a man cave with things hanging up. What, what is it? What, you know, I don't, I don't have a museum. I'm not charging tickets. You just show me you do. And if you got that kind of disposable income, good for him. But the fact that he's giving it to the Yankees – 
he must be a super fan. Like, why would you pay for something and then not actually have it? But is he a Yankee fan? I don't think he's a Yankee fan, is he? For him to loan it back to them, you would think he'd have to hold them in some kind of special regard. Or he just $2 million to him is like a quarter to us. Unless he's just a really good guy and, you know, helps old ladies walk across the street at an intersection and the goodness of his heart and all those things. I don't know. Now, where Who's is he? better? He's from Texas. Swanson or Lindor? Uh, he, J.P. Cohen, president of Memory Lane Auctions in uh, Tustin, California. So he went there to there's a lot going on there. I don't know. I, don't know I, I, I hate the whole, like, you know, chicanery to the it, whole thing. It, you know, everybody thinks that that makes it cool. To me, it doesn't make it cool. Because now, you know, it, like, it's something about, like, wanting to have, like, I would, I would admire it more if people were flocking to the upper deck or wherever to get the ball to say, I caught the ball. But it just, then it's like, are you even a baseball fan or is it just a whole financial thing? Like, you're trying to win the lottery. You know, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Texas and I'm gonna catch the ball and then I'm gonna make you know two and a half million dollars. Like so, it's then it just becomes a money game, not really anything for the love of the game or the sport or anything like that. Like something's going on with this guy. Like he's not from New York. He get he goes to Texas. So I, I obviously he's there to catch the ball, and he's so gonna pay he was two million dollars for. He's gonna he's gonna uh, get two million dollars to just give it to. The Yankees to display. What what what's what's his ulterior motive? Is he is he just trying to get his fifteen minutes? He get interviewed on, on Sports Center. He was hired by the Yankees. The the fifteen minutes comment is interesting, Don, because if he's the president of an auction house, this guy who who would loan it, who would pay the two million to loan it back to the Yankees. So maybe this is some sort of like incredible advertisement for this auction company. So yeah, I just, that's possible. It just it just it just weird to me. I mean, if you're a super Yankee fan, I, I remember um, talking about disposable income. Uh, who is it uh, from? Uh, what's his name again now? The uh, Estevez, uh, she, uh, Charlie, Charlie Sheen, Sheen uh, with the Bill yeah. Buckner ball, right? Well, well, that well, he also because he never caught a home run ball one time in Anaheim. He he bought a whole section like in the in the right field. To, to catch a home run ball and like didn't do it like yeah, that's but he loves baseball and he never caught a home run ball that's but he but he wasn't going to take the ball and then sell it he just wanted to get a ball that's using your your filthy wealth because you want the ball because you're a super fan and right there's nothing wrong with that no there's nothing I'm saying but isn't that more fun than the guy that's there thinking he's going to like win the lottery now if you need the money you need the money but if this guy's a CEO of a company like what what do you, what's two million dollars to you. I don't know. Just now, it just becomes it's all it becomes corporate and business, and you know the story about the guy that caught sixty one with Maris. You find out that he sold it for five thousand dollars. He built all like that's a great story. Well, what did what did um what you call it? What did uh, Michael remember? What he told us back at the beginning of the show, like the other guy who had seven kids or something like that, and you know who was in line to catch the ball and and had it taken away from him. Yeah, but I still find that story weird. The seven kids were in the building. He said they were. How, outside how much do you need building? money? You're sending seven kids to a baseball game. Well, they, they, they were outside the baseball game. They're like, hey, kids, let's go to the ballpark. Oh, great, we get to go in? No, I didn't say anything about going in. We just get to go to the ballpark. You'll hang outside. I'll go in and watch the game and try to catch Is that what ball. happened? I'm, I'm, for the basis of this story, I'm going to say yes. Well, that's, that's the only happened. way it makes so, sense. If the seven of them are all out there in the stands, then i got to wonder how much you need the money. No, they're waiting for the dad outside the stadium for when the game is over, seeing but, if he catches the home run ball or not. And then if he catches it, he comes outside and they do the whole we're going sizzler routine. Well, they're not, they're not being watched. They're just wandering around the parking lot? 
You can, they do that at, at, at Mets and Yankee games here. There's people that don't go in. They do that at football games. Remember the people that go in But not unsupervised. You got seven kids. How old are these kids? It is, it's, it's a fake story. It's not even I know, what but, he's, but it's not a believable fake <laughs> they, story. Listen, can I finish the story? There was no school because of the Jewish holiday. So the kids had off, and they could stay out late because they didn't have to worry about doing their homework. But how old are these kids? They range in age from, okay, if you want to put it to me, I'll say from six to 13. Right, How's that? Unsupervised? One set of twins, by the way, out of the seven. Do you want their Uns- names, too? Uh, yeah, kind of. Doc Happy Sleazy. Sleazy. Hospital. I want to see Snow White if there was a, a, a dwarf named Sleazy. That changes the whole picture. It changes so you kept pressing me, and I had to come up with an entire story yeah. like on the run like that, and I slipped. She was going to stay at their cottage, but when she found out one of the dwarfs was named Sleazy, she's like, you know what, I'll... We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to change the script here. Uh, three, three run home oh, run for Mark Kana. Yeah, where was that over the weekend yeah. in Atlanta? Three nothing Mets. <laughs> Mark Kana. Yeah. I'm sure he's gonna go out to a nice exotic restaurant tonight in the city and put it on Instagram. But yet, when the Braves are up against wow. it, oh for nine. So uh, down. So who's down. better, um, Swanson or Lindor? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, answer ready. Andrew, don't even think about it, Andrew. <laughs> is it Swanson? Oh, <laughs> please. I still can't get past the Snow White thing, and he brings that one back. Doc, this happy, sleazy. Or s- <laughs> sleazy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see, guys. Uh, a couple NFL notes to get to. Fantasy owners, beware. Jonathan Taylor out for tomorrow's game against the Broncos. It's his first missed game of his career. Adam Schefter tweeted last week that he had never even missed a practice, in high school, college, or the pros. Uh, until is that right? Yeah, we apparently. don't know if that's true. I choose to believe it. Who do you I say? Is that um, who's out? Jonathan Taylor. Oh, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. The other uh, Denver's running back too. Javante Williams is out for. Well, the he's year. out for the entire season. Yeah. Former well, uh, never backfield mate of Michael my, Carter you know, at North Carolina. That's like that old Jim Brown never was tackled for a loss. Okay, I'll, I'll play along. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Also in the NFL, Blake Bortles retired. He announced it on uh, part of my Take podcast. He was the third overall pick in the 2014 draft. He said it, this happened quietly. He said, I quietly, I didn't tell anybody that I retired. Well, uh, I guess you guys are kind of the first to hear it publicly. Uh, People no forget offense, how. Shouldn't how, it be quiet? Okay. For him, you mean? Because. Not just for us. <laughs> Did you care? Actually, no, not well, he's really. Got, he's got a thousand winning percentage in the postseason. He's um, second all time in Jaguars passing yards. Can you name the quarterback ahead of him? You should be able to. Mark think. Brunel. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Think about Who it, Mark. The, the, that Blake Bortles Jaguar team in 2017, they Steve were Steve Burline, a quarter away from going to the Super Bowl. They had, I know. They probably should have. They had a 10 point lead with under nine minutes to go on, in Foxborough, in New England. Yeah. You think about, I mean, you talk about bad drafts and reaches and all that other stuff. Think about that. Blake Bortles was the third pick in that draft mm-hmm. in 2014. The first quarterback. I got to see who the other quarterbacks were in that draft. Holy crap. Um, because, like, you talk about, like, swinging and missing. You know what I mean? Got to an AFC championship game. Well, think about he it. The Jaguars have been to double the amount of championship games in the Super Bowl era as the Lions. John, oh, my gosh. Wow. Blake Bortles, there were three quarterbacks that went in the first round that year. Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel, and Teddy Bridgewater. And then in the second round, Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, there you go. Wow. How about that? Second round, much better than the first. Uh, Speaking Mm -hmm. of Bridgewater, a little reunion of sorts. 
this weekend as Teddy Bridgewater faces the Jets. Remember, he was briefly a Jet in the preseason of 2018. Uh, here's what Teddy had to say about his time with New York. Honestly, every game is the same, you know, because I just respect the game. I respect all my opponents, and I know that each week you're going to get each team's best. Yeah, I spent uh, OTA and a training camp with the Jets, but I look at it as they helped save my career. You know, when I signed with the Jets, it was really like on a tryout basis, almost like with Todd Bowles, the head coach, and, and Jay Mel, the, the trainer. He helped me get back to my old self health-wise. Todd Bowles, his charisma, his energy just helped me continue to just get that confidence back in myself. And then when they traded me, it was like, hey, you know, everything happens for a reason. So um, I understand the nature of the business. I don't take anything personal. Now, he never, obviously never played it down for the Jets. Preseason he did. Now, was yeah. he, did he, I don't, did he even dress? So yeah, if, you no, go he, to, if you go to his pro football reference, like if you look at his stats, the Jets are not even listed as a team that he played for. So I'm wondering, did he just was he on the? I'm trying to remember. It was it was 2018. He played in a preseason game, and and right. the funny thing, and remember that whole quote unquote quarterback competition. It was Teddy, Josh McCown, and Sam Darnold. It was all orchestrated to make sure that Sam was going to ultimately win the job. But Teddy, if you want to be objective, Teddy was the best quarterback in that camp up until that point out of the three guys. But he never. I'm just wondering, did he even? Was he just on the practice squad? Did they go with two quarterbacks? No, they. Traded I think he was traded him, before the they before the season him, even started. Yeah, they traded him like midway through the preseason. Yeah, that's he right. He played that's in a right, preseason right. game, and then like they traded him either like before the second or third one or something. Yeah. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. Um, let's see, guys. Curious what you make of this. I'm reading here now from TMZ Sports. This is uh, from the game the other night. The fan who was leveled by Bobby Wagner after running onto the field during Monday Night Football this week has now filed a police report over the incident, TMZ Sports has learned. Uh, The man went to the Santa Clara Police Department on Tuesday following the Rams 49ers game, cops tell us, and filed the report. A spokesperson did not reveal any further details. Um, A representative for Direct Action Everywhere, that's the organization that took credit for the scene at Levi Stadium with the fans who ran on the field, uh, told us the report stems from a, quote, blatant assault by two Rams players. According to Direct Action Everywhere, the individuals performed the stunt in order to raise awareness for a trial involving the alleged theft of pigs from a factory farm. It was not a gender reveal, as many people (laughs) thought it was in the aftermath. So, yeah, police report filed against uh, the two Rams players. It'll be completely thrown out that he has no shot. Zero shot. He can't win. The precedent that it would set is way too dangerous. First first of all, he he broke a law going on the field, okay? So I'm not saying that it's okay for him to get killed, all right? But he's trespassing. I mean, I I, I don't think he was any kind of threat. But the players would be like, hey, "You're not supposed to be. Alive. I don't know what this guy's going to do." So that I'm, I'm going to knock him down. Like, my, slammer. I want to stop him. Like I, I, when you say it's an assault, they didn't start wailing on him. They knocked him down. That's exactly what any security guard would have done in the exact same position. So you just stopping him. He was. He, did he get hurt? 
So uh, there was one thing in the article that said he suffered minor burns, I think, probably from oh, the, the from the flare that he from had. The flare? Yeah. But honestly, how, how bad do you think that's going to be a problem at the World Cup this year, Andrew? Because like, there's people running on the field, like especially overseas. Well, I mean, and, it, and it's happening like constantly. Well, it's such a well, the World Cup especially a because it's such a global event, so there's so many eyeballs on it. So whatever cause you might, you know, want to be pushing, it's it's probably the the marquee event to do it. There's also a mm-hmm. lot of human rights controversies around the World Cup, so there will be a lot of protests, I'm sure. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would think that that's probably a a, a huge priority oh. at that World Cup. But to your point, he can't win because no. if he wins, then that's all anybody's going to do because because then it would be worth it. And if and, and if and if they ever found Bobby Wagner like liable, the Rams will just pay whatever monetary fine that there is anyway. And it will not be a good night. But, but if that's the case, then you know, how are you going to stop anybody from running on the field? Right. It can't. It cannot can't, even be allowed to it. reach that point because the precedent is way too dangerous. For it'll incentivize people to run on the field during well, games. It'd be it, a travesty. It, yeah, can't happen. Finally, guys, memorable day in baseball history. Lots of in, uh, interesting things happened on this day. First. In 2001, do you want to guess, or should I just fire the uh, the audio here? 2001, October 5th. Yeah. So we're in the postseason. Uh, no, because remember, that was 9-11, oh, so yeah. the season was delayed because of the stoppage. Uh, what oh. happened? Oh, that was uh, Barry Bonds, right? There's a high drive deep in the right center field to the big part of the ballpark. Number 71, and what a shot over the 421. Yes, number 71, breaking Mark McGuire's record. And he hit two more. Yep, finished with 73. Uh, and in, only because of the place that Dan is in right now mentally with the Mets. Most, other Met fans, I would say, look away. I almost feel like Dan is, is, is bathing in these negative moments. 20, wait, 2016. Oh, this is Connor Gillespie, right? Yeah. 1-1. Oh, great. And a fly ball, well hit, right field. Bruce is back, turns, and it's gone. There you go. Connor Gillespie with a three-run homer in the top of the ninth to give the Giants the lead. For, there. For all the, in the for building. All the, yeah, for all the yo-yos over the last several years who actually tried to convince me that Jerice Familia was like the second coming of Mariano Rivera during his, like, you know, one or two good spells, mm. I throw that one in, his, in their faces constantly. Yeah. By the way, also in, the, in 2007 was the Midge game with Jabba Chamberlain on this day. Really? Yeah. Yankees. Oh, that was Cleveland crazy, in wasn't the postseason. It? Yeah, it was. It was a while. It was like a scene out of like an Alfred Hitchcock movie. It was and, and pretty uh, crazy. Honestly, have you ever seen anything like that since? Nope. I don't know what happened. It was insane, and it might have ruined the Yankees' chances of going on to uh, at least take part in a World Series that year. And that will do it for oh, ENN on this yeah. Wednesday. That's a good ENN. That's I quality. A lot, a lot happened in that. Was, Doc was Happy Sleazy Girls. <laughs> sleazy. <laughs> There's a lot. There was a lot going on, but we're going to try to top it. Get your calls at 1-800-919-3776. Don and Dan till 7 on 98.7 ESPN New York. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.